And on this episode of Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys, the RNC is officially a money laundering scheme. We are going to give you exclusive breaking updates on the speaker race and the RNC chair battle. We got that. We got what is going on with Pfizer right now and their disgraceful cover-up, destroying information, destroying evidence. Elon Musk fighting the deep state. What's going on with him? Will he remain the CEO of Twitter? And updates from Kerry Lake's lawsuit and more. We got a big show for you today, guys. Help us keep the momentum alive on Christmas week. It was an incredible week last week. We continue to soar. The show continues to pop off on all platforms, all charts, podcasts, rumble, social media, you name it. Guys, it's all because of you. It's it's for you and it's because of you. So help us here in this Christmas week and rumble this video. Hit the plus sign on your browser. Hit the thumb up on your mobile app. If you do that one time, thing turns green. You continue to help us grow. That's it. We are doing it for you, by you, because of you. And we got a big show for you today. Great job by Jeremy. Great job by Loud Majority. And is coming up next right now. So glad you're with us because Frankie and I are ready. And let's go. And hello, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Monday, December 19th. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. I love it. It is a very exciting week. My favorite week of the year. My favorite holiday of the year. Uh, hope you are all doing well. Uh, we got producer Frankie in the studio. Frankie, hello, how are we doing today? I'm Fra- cloaked. Frankie, Frankie today is uh, he's not feeling so hot. But uh, guys, uh, you know, uh, producer Frankie's a trooper. He's like Michael Always Jordan. Always here for y'all. He's like Michael Jordan playing through the flu game. So uh, producer Frankie is not feeling so hot, but producer Frankie does not miss a day. We don't miss a day because we're just getting started. I say it every single day. We're literally just getting started on Mike Crispy Unafraid, guys. So, so excited that you guys are joining us. So excited that you guys are with us here uh, in this episode. And thank you for your support and helping keep the show at the top of the charts. The hottest new show on the internet. Always based. Always unafraid. Guys, we're going to give you some updates here, whether you like it or not, on the reality of what's going on with the RNC race and the speaker race. But first, got to start with the latest of what the Biden regime is talking about. Frankie, we got this first clip here ready here to show. And guys, it's incredible because when I hear things like this, when you see things like this on the Sunday shows, it makes it more disgraceful that the Republican Party can't get their act together and absolutely pummel outright, absolutely outright pummel the opponents, right? Why can't they do it? You hear rhetoric like this, and it's 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 not just like the Republicans, but all of the independents know that this is utter BS. We should be cleaning their clock, okay? So Frankie, roll this clip, and then we're going to talk about what I saw over the weekend watching Fox News. Roll it. Who don't see the president at the border doesn't mean that he's not working. Right. Well, why doesn't he go to the border? He was just in Arizona. Why wasn't it worth his time? Well, you have to remember, Margaret, when the president travels, it's not like you or I jumping on an airplane and getting off and going to our destination. Everything comes to a halt. So all of these things are in consideration for the president. Is that the best use of resources? All of the resources that will be diverted on the ground when the president makes a visit. Is that why he didn't go? is that visit... Well, I can't speak to why he has or has not gone. I'm just speaking to the fact that it's a bit more disruptive for the president. Oh, it's so disruptive. What's going to be disrupted? Oh, the government giving out space blankets to all the illegals? They look like little tortillas sleeping in the the internment camps they have set up from the barracks. Frankie, we got this uh, upper third here. They look like they're sleeping. Look at that. I mean, look at it. They look like they, they look like burritos. 
It's incredible to me right now. I saw it. I'm watching Fox News, and I see Bill Malugin and them go, well, you know, the migrants are being processed, and they're being given space blankets as they as they come across. And it's a big line of the government people giving out space blankets. Excuse me? I have a policy that I think most people would agree with, independents and Republicans, like any other country on the face of the earth, if you are at the border and you do not turn around when the Border Patrol tells you to turn around, you are treated as an invader and you will be shot on sight. Why is that a controversial thing? Every other nation in the world can do it, except for the United States of America. And everybody knows that it's wrong. And everybody knows that this is a issue where the bull should, where the horn should be grabbed. You got to grab the bull by the horns, but we're not doing it. We have weakness. We have Kevin McCarthy. Oh, Mayorkas should be investigated. Where has he been? And where are the majority of the House Republicans standing up and saying, this invasion is exactly what Republicans say it is. It is a great replacement. It is replacement to put migrants, they settle them down, they give them a nice space blanket, they give them chicken soup, they give them a stipend, they give them an Obama phone, and then they get resettled. Why wouldn't everybody in the inner city go, you know what, this is BS, I'm going to start voting for Republicans. And that's exactly what Donald Trump has tapped into, the populist baseline of what the Republican Party could and should be. It's easy. And that's why Ron DeSantis flipped Miami-Dade County. Of course. Oh, no, they would never. Oh, Trump, once Trump said the illegals were rapists, right? Some are good people. But guys, the reason why the Republicans can't flip it and are having problems flipping it is because at the top, we have inauthenticity like you have never seen before. Obviously, McConnell, McDaniel, and McCarthy, the mix, they are the worst culprits. They are the single greatest factors, the three of them, in dragging this party down. That's why we don't have more populist baseline blue collar support. That is why President Trump bought him in in 2016. And ever since that time, they have tried to muck it up in the middle and get those people away because they don't want those people in the Republican Party because the RNC and the uniparty members of the Republican Party, they exist to make money at your and my expense and could care less about obtaining power through a populist message like President Trump had in 2016. So, guys, uh, we have updates uh, coming with the speaker uh, uh, race. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Breaking updates from my sources texting me as I'm about to go in the air in Washington. But first, we're going to roll this clip here. This is Ron and McDaniel Romney talking to Steve Bannon about the RNC race and if she has the guts to face the people, okay, the millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that she solicits in donations, that we all get those emails. Would she face them in a public forum, having a debate with their opponents? Listen to Steve Bannon ask her the questions. Roll it, Frank. Would you be open to, uh, with the 168 or a broader audience in a town hall, would you be open to, to having Harmeet and Mike Lindell, the two people that have thrown their hat in the ring, to, to do a Q&A, to do it like a debate and to, and to defend your record of accomplishment? I'm always to happy to talk your... to the 168. I'm always happy to talk to the 168. Oh, the so I'm talking to them every day. And Steve... This is, but would you do? Would you be open to do it to get it clear? Would you be open to do it in a more public forum so this stuff could be aired? I'm interested and you could... in doing things in front of the 168. That's what I'm interested in doing. Ah, what an incredible pivot there! I'm interested in doing it in front of the 168. The 168 is she talking about the delegates from each state that have a vote for the chair? Okay, she has no interest in speaking to the people. The 168 are the insider club that have been RNC delegates from their respective states for the last 20, 30 years, predating Trump. And those people do not want the MAGA message. They want Ronna McDaniel Botox face Romney. Think about all the plastic surgery she got. Any of the RNC funds go into that? 
Any of the RNC funds going to that? Frankie's got a great thing here to show you guys. Any of the RNC funds go to help this woman? Does it even look like the same woman? Frankie, pop it on the screen. Does this look like the same person to you? Ronnie McDaniel Romney spending millions of dollars in our donation money on limos and floral arrangements and, Botox. and merchandise and Botox and all of these things. And she said, I'm happy to do it in front of the 168. I'm happy to do it in front of the 168. 168 of the delegates. And what I hear right now from my sources is that Ronnie McDaniel Romney, and she said this in a Fox News story just the other day, she believes that she has the votes. She believes that she has 100 votes right now out of the 168. That's what she believes. Now, my sources tell me it's somewhere in the vicinity of 80. But that, oh, 80 votes. Who are those people voting for Ronnie McDaniel Romney? Who are the people not voting for Harmie Dillon, who has a much better message? And Mike Lindell, who's running, obviously a great patriot. It's an insider club game. And when a guy like Mike Lindell, if he, when this thing is over, and if he doesn't get any votes, that tells you everything you need to know. Okay, because if they cared about the issues, right, if it was issues based, he would at least get some votes or a large chunk of the vote. But guys, the RNC is not interested in you. They're not interested in me. The RNC is interested in getting money. Okay, so this is an incredible clip here from Tucker Carlson. He interviewed uh, John Rich, a country singer who donated to the RNC, and he blows the lid off. And I think this was in his Friday show. He blows the lid off of the RNC money laundering scheme like we've never seen. Frankie, roll the clip. Right after this uh, election, when, when Trump lost the election, they were running commercials on TV that said, we're fighting for Trump, so donate to the RNC because we're fighting for Trump. And they knew that, that all the conservative base out there was fired up and would send in a lot of money. Matter of fact, they right. sent in close to $200 million to the RNC. Meanwhile, I find out that in the back rooms where nobody's allowed to go, that the attorneys for the RNC decide that they're going to hit the attorneys for Trump and say, cease and desist, sit down and shut up. You're running the future of the Republican Party while they're simultaneously running ads saying fighting for Trump. So when I saw that go down, I said, these people are scoundrels. They're liars. This is a bait and yeah. switch. They are abusing their position uh, with the conservatives around 100%. this country. 100% a bait and switch. Guys, you know what the Democrat Party does? The DNC uses money that comes in to get power. The RNC uses their power, right, and status to glom money, okay? The DNC, they have an identity, and the donors give to that identity. In the RNC, what happens is the money comes in, and whoever those big donors are, be damned, the people like you and me, be damned. The identity is that of what the Ronda McDaniel Romney donors say it is, because it's a money laundering operation. Guys, that is the fundamental difference between our party and their party. And that is why, as an honest arbiter of what's going on, do you always know, do you ever for a minute, as you see how demonic these Democrats are, do you ever for a minute stop and think, wow, they do a much better job at making power plays? Obviously, we're talking about, we talk about the January 6th false flag. We talk about the January 6th committee. We talk about what they do, the Green New Deal, the things they jam through. Does it always feel like the Democrats are making power plays? And we're not making power. Doesn't always feel like that. It's because of what I just said. And it all starts with the party apparatus and the philosophy and the fundamentals. And I'm telling you right now, if my sources are correct and Ronnie McDaniel has the votes right now to become the, to, to continue on as the chair, that should tell you everything you need to know about the perpetual brokenness of the RNC. 
And guys, we're not equipped to fight it right now because listen to Adam Schiff. Again, so this is the Democrat Party. This is them making power plays. Why aren't Republicans on TV right now talking about this with Hunter Biden? Oh, they don't want to. But guys, listen to Adam Schiff this Sunday talk about the January 6th committee. And then we're going to talk about the massive blunder of why this was all made possible, a.k.a. McCarthy's fault. We're going to talk about that. Frankie, roll Adam Schiff this Sunday talking about indicting Trump. That Donald Trump committed uh, criminal offenses in connection with his efforts to overturn the election. Um, And viewing it uh, as a former prosecutor, um, I think there's sufficient evidence to to charge the president. To get a conviction now? Well, I don't know what the Justice Department has. I do know what's in the public record. Uh, The evidence seems pretty plain to me. Uh, But I would want to see the full body of evidence uh, if I were in the prosecutor's shoes to make a decision. But, uh, uh, you know, this is someone who, uh, in multiple ways, uh, tried to pressure state officials to find votes that didn't exist. Uh, This is someone who uh, tried to interfere with a joint session, uh, even inciting a mob to attack the Capitol. Oh, my goodness. No evidence, no evidence, again and again and again. Schiff sounds like... He sounds like what he said when there was Russian collusion evidence, okay? They continue to say the same exact thing. And now that Trump is unbanned off of Twitter, we read his thing, stay peaceful, stay peaceful. Oh, he directly incited the mob. He literally said, we're going to peacefully march to the Capitol, all these things. But guys, they don't care. They're making power plays because that's what a party does. Why does it always seem like the Democrats are making these power plays? Guys, it's not about right and wrong. Because if it was about right and wrong, we would be dominating all chambers, all bodies, all everything, never losing an election. It's about making the power plays, and it starts at the engine with leadership. And leadership is less interested in you and me and making doing the right things for us, making the power plays on our behalf, that they allow Adam Schiff to get up there and say things like that. Allow it. Now, why do I say allow? Because right now, Kevin McCarthy, we're going to pop this on screen. This is a great throwback article. Why is the January 6th committee gotten to where they got. Why hasn't Kevin McCarthy used his influence and his power to make anything happen here? Why hasn't he stopped it? Why has anything happened? Why does it feel like for the first time this committee that's called bipartisan isn't doing anything to gum up and slow up the progress of the January 6th committee? We know Pelosi had the votes. We know she has the majority in this last session. Why didn't minority leader Kevin McCarthy do anything in his power or in the rules or whatever to stop it? Could he have done anything to stop it? Oh, no, no. They're just big, bad Democrats. Guys, if you take a little flashback here to what happened when this January 6th committee got started, Kevin McCarthy had the ability to put Republicans on the committee. But what Kevin McCarthy did, he did something for the sake of donations and not for the sake of congressional procedure. For the sake of donations, he said, we're not going to do anything with this. This is an illegitimate committee. Pelosi said you could put people on the committee. You could put five Republicans. Okay, so what happened was McCarthy nominated five Republicans. Okay, two got vetoed, Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. The other three got accepted on, and the other three were pretty conservative, and he could have replaced the other two, but instead McCarthy said, oh, you have vetoed two of my people, so we're not participating at all. He pulled off all the Republican members, and what did the Democrats do? They said, all right, let's still call it bipartisan. We can make power plays. So what did they do? They put on Adam Schiff, and they put on, who's the other witch? Oh, Liz Cheney. How could I forget? They put them on, and those are the only two Republicans, and they said, this is a bipartisan committee. And ever since then, the drumbeat to the mainstream media, because guys, whether you like it or not, a lot of Republicans and flyby independents, they watch the mainstream media, and they said, oh, it's a bipartisan commission investigating January 6th. You would think if it's bipartisan, why wouldn't Republicans be there to refute it? Guys, if Kevin McCarthy let those three people get onto the committee and was playing congressional strategy properly, he would have put them onto the committee, he would have picked two other people, 
and they would have been gumming up and slowing up and refuting and fighting back every single minute of the hearings. And that would have been at a stalemate and that would have gone for months and we would not be anywhere near where we are with the January 6th committee. That is how you use congressional power and make power plays, even in the minority. But Kevin McCarthy didn't make those power plays in the minority. Why? As him and Ron McDaniel are one of the same. That's why they endorse each other. And that is they want to take the narrative, which you heard John Rich say right there, and use it as a fundraising mechanism. It's all he cares about. It's all he cares about. So, guys, we are going to take a quick break. As soon as we get back from the break, I'm going to give you my exclusive updates on what is going on with the speaker race with McCarthy. And we got so much more in this episode. Great to have you here. We're just getting started. Do not go anywhere, my crispy unafraid. All right. All right, Frankie, how we doing? Oh, guys, hanging in there, Frankie guys. is the Iron Man, guys. Give it up for producer Frankie in the comments. Producer Frankie, uh, not feeling so hot, but he is doing incredibly today thank uh, you, on you. the ones and twos, putting this show together. You know, the way it works is I send Frankie the show at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. He wakes up early the next day. He puts it together. We don't miss a beat on Mike Crispy Unafraid. Never. And we're so happy it's Christmas week. We're not missing a beat. We're going to keep working hard. We got shows all week up until the 23rd. Uh, we're going to be off. And we get the Dancing Gingerbread Mac. And we get the live chat, right, Frankie? We got the live chat? Yes, we do. We, let's throw that live chat on, guys, as we're doing this. Guys, listen, we're breaking this down here. Um, you know, we're giving you the real. We're giving you the real story. Uh, whether you like to hear it or not, this is the reality. And uh, I'm so glad that you guys are sticking with us here as we break down what's going on right now with McCarthy and his utter putrid weakness. Guys, live chat, reading right now. Uh, we got people cheering you on, Frankie. Uh, Frankie does not have COVID. That's absurd, Paul. We're going to kick you out of the chat <laughs> if you say stupidity like that. Um, he does not. He has the cold. Um, we got Don Ibis. I gave to the RNC once by accident. They made it look like Trump. Fool me once. That happened to millions of people. Don't feel bad about it. Adam Schiff is Republican. No, he's not a Republican. Um, but somebody called him a rhino. Um, the RNC isn't getting a dime from me. I thought it was odd that Trump's signature was on their letter. Yeah, absolutely. Very absurd. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Prayers for Sheriff Lamb and the loss of his son. I saw that story. Uh, Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, I meant Adam Kinzinger. Um, I like the gingerbread men. Merry Christmas. Yes, the dancing gingerbread men are incredible. Uh, nice suit, Mike, says Miguel Ortiz. Thank you very much. Every day we're looking snazzy. You guys know it. Um, guys, appreciate your support. Guys, do me a favor and rumble this video here. Keep us rolling. Obviously, Jeremy had some, uh, and we had some technical difficulties with rumble before. I think all the technical difficulties are ironed out, right? No freezing, right? No freezing here. We, we ironed out the tech. So help us get our numbers back up. Um, obviously, you know, they're a little down right now because of Jeremy's technical difficulties. Um, you know, and Rumble's technical difficulties. So guys, now that things are back up and running, help us continue on the momentum and uh, share the stream on your social media accounts right now. Pop it in, guys. We got Twitter. We got Truth Social. We got Getter. Pop the stream in and say, you want based, serious, real analysis. Boom. Here you go. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Mike Crispy Unafraid. There you go. So guys, please pop it in and share this video right now and rumble this video right now. It goes a very long way. Follow me on all social medias and follow my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash crispy, where in the new year, we are going to start broadcasting exclusive content like you've never seen because we have a brand new studio. Frankie and I are doing huge things. So we're going to have all these abilities here in the new year and you're going to want to see that. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, let's get right back into it. Frankie, how we doing? Good? Oh, we're doing, guys. We are on it. All right. Five, four, three, two, 
one. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this Monday, December 19th. Guys, so grateful for you joining us here on this episode today. Um, just as we roll back into it, uh, before we get to what's going on uh, around the world and, and some breaking new updates on COVIDs and blood clots, uh, speaking of a blood clot, Kevin McCarthy's like the human version of a blood clot. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the latest that I hear on the race, just from my sources, as I was texting them today coming into the studio, is that Kevin McCarthy right now, they're saying Fox News, the mainstream narrative. Oh, Kevin McCarthy, oh, only five votes need to go against him. Oh, there's five people holding out. There's only five people holding out. Those people are mucking up and gumming up the, the Republicans from having the majority. It's a dangerous, slippery slope because it's only five Republicans. It could tilt into the hands of a Democrat. Guys, I hear from my people that is all baloney. That is all baloney. As a matter of fact, they are using that just like McCarthy used the narrative with Paul Ryan maybe becoming the speaker with his hostage Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that on television. My sources tell me that that is BS, that McCarthy actually right now is about 20 votes short. That's what I hear. That's what I hear literally from my updates, uh, from my sources in Washington, D.C. right now. He is about 20 votes short. And even Anna Polina Luna, member elect out of Florida, put out a letter that said, I cannot vote for Kevin McCarthy in until he agrees to the proposed changes. Because think about it. Right now, it's supposed to be a negotiation. Why isn't any negotiation occurring? Why isn't there any negotiation occurring for the rules? McCarthy's basically saying, I must be the chair. Not negotiating with the holdouts, the 20 holdouts. No, no, no. He's saying, I must be the chair. And if you don't, X, Y, Z will happen. There's been no negotiation in good faith on his part. It is shameful. It is disgusting. And I wish, I call on Donald Trump to use his influence, that endorsement record that he always talks about. Use it to pound McCarthy. And listen, if you want to say McCarthy's going to be your guy, fine, Trump, but at least make a power play and say, he's agreed to these rule changes because I control him, and that's fine. That's what I want him to do. Motion to vacate the chair. All these rules that Nancy Pelosi changed that were unconstitutional, put them back. McCarthy won't do it. It makes him no better than Pelosi. Guys, you heard me. Makes him no better than Pelosi. And as we're headed into this new Congress, we're going to need to do something about serious things. And that is why we need serious leadership. That's why McCarthy is not a serious leader based on all of this evidence. Because as we have absurd things going on right now as it pertains to the COVID situation, as it pertains to the cover-up, as it pertains to new Republicans coming into the House and us being able to have investigations and oversights into the origins, all these things, the Fauci files, all this stuff. Because right now, as we are speaking, global governments are destroying evidence. They are destroying evidence of their crimes against humanity. We're going to take you to two countries right now. We're going to start in Israel right here on the screen. The Israel Ministry of Health is unable to find the agreement that they signed with Pfizer. Unable to find it. It's missing because that totally happens. Oh, Pfizer's a publicly traded company. You would think an agreement that they signed with the foreign government would probably be on file. Otherwise, they would face an SEC investigation. And again, if that were you missing something that you sign or some kind of monetary thing, you'd go to jail from the IRS. But will anybody hold Pfizer accountable for losing these documents right now? Obviously, they know the documents are there. Obviously, they destroyed the documents because they do not want any evidence. Israel received priority vaccines from Pfizer in 2020 in exchange for epidemiological data on its population. The Israel Ministry of Health claimed in court last week it was unable to locate the agreement signed with the pharmaceutical company. He just lost a giant agreement with the whole nation between a big pharma company related to vaccines. Is that believable? 
<laughs> is it believable? Guys, it's sketchiness, and nobody holds them accountable because this is the World Economic Forum-controlled countries and the Uniparty on both sides all over the world, Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals, that are controlled by the World Economic Forum people. Straight up. So they lost it. Okay, so that's, that's coincidence number one. Maybe, just maybe, they lost the information. Maybe. But in the same exact week, you see this story popping up here. Wow, wow. Oh, just a coincidence. Just a coincidence that they are now destroying evidence. Canada's health director of parliamentary affairs, who led Canada's response team to COVID-19 and the vaccine rollout, has died at the age of 35. He's just dead. (laughs) It's so crazy. First of all, uh, he can go rotten hell because anybody who oversaw what happened in Canada and their draconian fascist, literal fascist policies, anybody who oversaw that can go rot. They can go away. They can truly go away for a long time. So we don't care about him. But he's dead. Why did he die? Die suddenly. Did he he get Clintoned? Did he get suicided? Did the World Economic Forum take him out? Why did he die? What did he know? Oh, I'm sure it's just a coincidence that all these healthy people... Oh, so if the vaccine is safe and effective, why would a healthy 35-year-old, the guy who was the poster boy of the vaccines for Canada, one of the most absurd, egregious actors in this whole process, why would he be dead if it was safe and effective and great and make you safe? Why would he be dead at 35? Looks pretty healthy, doesn't look obese. So he's dead at 35. So either the vaccine killed him, which is obviously very possible, or he was taken out. He was taken out because they wanted to cover evidence in a country like Canada, which kind of has some patriots and good people there, but it is utterly egregious, utterly egregious what they did to its population and its people. So guys, moving on here as we go, we have a um, clip here of the latest here. The FDA is admitting that blood clots uh, you know, or maybe caused by the vaccine and all these things. And Frankie, I want to roll this clip here. This is from the Epic Times talking about blood clots and talking about maybe it being caused by the vaccines and what coroners are seeing around the country. Roll the clip. Middle of 2021, reports of these unusually long blood clots began to pop up across the entire world. You can see from the pictures that these are thick, twisted, rubbery clots that are sometimes several feet long. Here is, for instance, what a funeral director over in Alabama told us here at the Epic Times. Quote, We as embalmers are seeing some strange clots since the COVID outbreak. These clots are very rubbery feeling and very long as they exit the veins that we use during the embalming procedure. They really appear to be like earthworms. I have never seen this in my career until now. Likewise, another funeral director who has been in the business for over 21 years told us this, quote, prior to COVID, perhaps five to 10% of people had these clots. Now, more than half of the bodies I see have them. So what is going on here? What is causing these blood clots? Well, that's not exactly clear. However, I will tell you that almost all the embalmers we spoke with asked us to keep their identities private. Starting around. Oh, that's the- really good. That's really normal. Yeah. Blood clots like they've never seen before with the embalmers. Because I'm sure that these embalmers in Alabama have a reason to lie. I'm sure they have a reason to lie. Guys, this is ridiculous. And the FDA right now saying, well, maybe it caused some blood clots. Maybe it caused some health problems. They are backtracking right now as the effects of the vaccine, the negative effects, are reaching critical mass. Reaching critical mass, I always said that something like this would happen. And now as the Fauci files are starting to come out, as Elon Musk has teased it, all of a sudden these instrumental things are happening where the Canadian health minister dies, where Israel can't find their agreement with Pfizer that probably says in it that there's no more liability, all these things. 
All these things going on right now. On the heels of Twitter now becoming a free and open dialogue place where information is spread out. And the left is losing their mind here. As Elon Musk, who's a hero, is releasing information, allowing information to be free-flowed on Twitter, restoring people like Dr. Malone who could reach the masses, right? Doing all these things. The left is losing their mind because Elon Musk is also simultaneously banning far-left journalist accounts that are doing a thing called doxing. Now, doxing is when you do something, expose someone's location, expose personal information about somebody in order to cause them physical harm. So guys, they've doxed Elon Musk. We've talked about that in previous episodes. They are now doxing journalists, okay, people who are reporting on these things, reporting on COVID and all this other stuff. And they're doing it because this is what the left does. As the left is in panic mode, they resort to one more censorship and two violence. It is their playbook. It is their playbook. I love it. And all the left people are, are melting down right now because they're like, there's no, there's no set rhyme or reason why Elon Musk is banning us. We have no idea. Maybe we need to be done with Twitter. Sounds like, what's the point of tweeting? It sounds like every conservative in the years 2016 to 2021 when there literally was no rules. It's amazing how now Democrats are seeing what we've been through for all that time. But guys, Elon Musk has been doxxed as well for all the freedom that he's doing. And they especially got extra prickly as soon as he said he was going to release the stuff to prosecute Fauci. Now, people are less interested in actually what will come out about Fauci and the fact that they were lied to for all this time and the fact that none of this stuff makes sense. No, no. These people would rather go to the grave with being wrong and being sheep and being manipulated than they would with knowing the truth. So you have these people who are doxing and looking to cause harm to people like Elon Musk, and they're now following around his private jet and following around these things. And Elon Musk said, I'm going to ban these accounts outright. I'm going to ban them. And then CNN, of course, the you know purveyor of real, authentic, real news, right? What a joke they are. They pause their operations on Twitter. They had one of the doxers. Okay, this is the actors of the Democrat Party. They had one of the doxers who's been following around where Elon Musk travels. And they asked him what the ransom would be, because this is totally normal and a Democrat, Democratic thing, what the ransom would be in order to stop harassing Elon Musk and his family. Roll the clip, Frankie. What is your current demand relative to Musk? What will it make for you to go away and stop this? Unbelievable. Uh, still a Tesla or $50,000. I mean, I'm not going to up it. There's no need to. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm not going to up it. There's no need to. $50,000 or a Tesla. Oh, so you just you just did a, a extortion on national television? <laughs> Literally. Reported like, like by CNN. This loser like, kid. What, what do you mean? Extorting Elon Musk in real time. Putting him up there. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to track his flight information and I'm going to keep doing it and keep putting him in harm's way with these old radical Antifa actors until he gives me $50,000 or Tesla and then I'll stop and then all these other wackos will continue to harass Elon Musk and he's going to have to pay everybody $50,000 in a Tesla. Guys, and if this was flipped around and they were doing this to Barack Hussein Obama's family, could you imagine what they would be saying? They'd be saying, QAnon or radical right-wing extremists, lock him up. But guys, no, to the left, this type of behavior is glorified. And anything the right wing does is considered treasonous, 
terrible, anti-American. And the reason they don't like Elon Musk is because he is breaking down their plan for the new world order. The plan obviously starts with China controlling everything. And the plan goes to implementing a ministry of truth, a social credit system that Klaus Schwab and the globalists said was the gold standard for the world, doing it all over the world, including the United States. And obviously with what we've seen from the Twitter files, the FBI already being in on it makes us really no better than China in the first place. If you think about it, we're this free, incredible country when the people that we pay with our tax dollars are truly going after citizens, going after them, doxing them, getting their information out, banning them, silencing them, sending investigators to harass them. Yeah, normal stuff. Guys, in New Zealand right now, it always starts in places like Australia and Europe. It's a theme. I say it all the time. You can look to those countries to see what is coming to America next. This is what they are doing. This is what they wanted to implement in America before Elon Musk bought Twitter. It's probably going to come if we do not get tough and fight. Frankie, this is what they're doing in New Zealand as it pertains to information. Ask me after we roll this, tell me if it reminds you of what the FBI is doing, the groundwork to American citizens like us. Frankie, roll it. Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalized. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know and, if necessary, dob them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSAS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? Oh, does it keep going? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon, as happened in Christchurch, to... A person who is is really developing an us-versus-them worldview. Authorities say they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, those motivated by politics. And so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, and so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, or it could be other policies that are interpreted as as infringing on rights. uh, And (laughs) and All right, we're good, guys. Absurd. We have to roll it because that was the craziest thing ever. So that's what they want. That is what they call progressive liberal policies. But we're the fascists, right? So it's anybody who develops an us versus them mentality, meaning we could steal elections, silence you. If you say it's us versus them, be damned, you're a terrorist. White or faith-based, you're a terrorist in New Zealand standards. If you are believing in certain politics that go against the regime. That goes into it. Oh, it could have been a stolen election. Oh, how could they have won a politics? That's now considered. COVID mandates. If you do not agree with it, well, then you're in that. And infringing, believing that the mandates infringed on your rights. Guys, what is, is New Zealand a communist country? Is New Zealand China? Because it sounds like China. And it sounds like what the FBI is doing is paving the way for New Zealand to become the United States of America. So with all the things going on in the FBI, we're going to wrap this segment here with rolling the FBI's response to the Twitter files. You will not believe it. This is what they say. This tells you their guilt and all you need to know. Frankie, roll it. 
No wrongdoing. Let me start with this. They've admitted no wrongdoing. Why would they? Writing in a statement here, sir, quote, the Bureau regularly engages with private sector entities that make decisions about what, if any, action they take on their platforms and for their customers after the FBI has notified them. Fox News contributor. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, so so basically what you heard there was, well, they didn't have to take our advice. We just gave it to them. And Twitter's a private company, so it could have acted however it wanted. This guy sounds like organized crime. Sounds like, well, they didn't have to do it, but they did it. Because if they didn't do it, what would have happened exactly, FBI? Would you have turned your swords on them? What would they have done? Well, they didn't have to take our advice. But if they didn't, well, then they would have just done the same oversight and egregious abusive behavior as they were doing against the people they were telling them to take out. What an absurd set of circumstances, guy. This is what we're headed to unless we have strong Republicans, RNC and the Speaker, who are going to save our country and make this right once and for all. Because it's a dangerous, dangerous slope that we are slipping down. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back more. Do not go anywhere, Mike Crispy, afraid. All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> I almost said. I'm muted. I actually looked out. Um, guys, I appreciate you all so much for tuning into the show. Here, a little quick break, and then we're going to get into the latest on Kerry Lake's uh, um, lawsuit and what we're hearing. But guys, in the meantime, do me a favor and rumble this video. Rumble this video and help keep this show on the leaderboard. We are killing it right now, and it's all thanks to you. I'm taking a look right now. Our viewership is, is peaking up, uh, headed towards 800 live viewers, uh, almost 350 rumbles. Guys, get us over 400. We are working very hard for you to make this show a success on Christmas week. The least you could do is rumble a little bit, right? And we'll do some live chats here. We got uh, Philly Kid 37, New Zealand can kiss my whole blank. <laughs> we agree. Uh, nice snow globe. We do like the snow globe. They do like the graphics, Frankie. Um, thank they you, are thank They you. are fascists. Robbie Sunshine, great to see you. Greg77, Redneck1776. Uh, so I'm a terrorist because I say FJB. I guess we're all just terrorists here, and this is a terrorist fiesta. Um, incredible. Not the people invading the country, but the but the people, us, we're the terrorists. PA Cat Lady, thank you for your rumble. Um, greetings from North Carolina, guys. Do me a favor, drop a comment below of where you are watching from right now. Goes a long way. Uh, we're going to leave these live chats up, and I'm going to read the sponsor of today's show here. But guys, drop a comment below of where you're watching from. Um, and we'll do some of that right after we do the sponsor. Guys, all the success of the show is made possible thanks to you and our sponsor. And today's sponsor, guys, is the one and only CB Distillery. So these are crazy stressful times. So what is your solution to relax? Well, guys, if you haven't tried CBD, you haven't experienced complete relaxation. CBDistillery.com has the best CBD products, including their top-rated Synergy Plus collection. No prescription needed, and it's delivered right to your door. This delivers a sense of calmness and well-being that'll make you wonder how you manage life without it. So what could possibly be this effective at taking the edge off of life and delivering a chill you've never experienced before? Well, guys, it's called Unwind Synergy plus THC, and it's only available at cbdistillery.com. And you must be 21 years or older to order. Okay? Unwind Synergy is remarkably formulated with full-spectrum CBD plus hemp-derived Delta 9 THC. Bottom line, if you could use a little peace and calm in your life, 
Unwind Synergy is for you. No big pharma solutions whatsoever. Natural CBD products. With over 2 million customers, CB Distillery is a source you can trust. Visit cbdistillery.com and click on Synergy Plus. At checkout, use promo code LFA for 15% off your order. Guys, again, use code LFA for 15% off your order at cbdistillery.com. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. So great product, cbdistillery.com. No big pharma solutions. Unless you're like Frankie, then you'll take some big pharma. You'll take some, you'll take some pills to feel better. How are you feeling, Frankie? You feeling good? I'm feeling great, guys. Frankie's a, is a trooper today. Um, and we got the live chats here popping. Uh, let's see what we got here in the live chats. Let's see what we got here. We got, uh, we got some Philadelphia in the house. Love that. We got Washington State, Houston, Texas, South Oregon, uh, Karen Exley, late but here. Great to see you. Better late than never, right? Fashionably late, we say it. Um, we got Amanda in the house, Minnesota in the house, Georgia in the house. I love it. We, we can win the electoral map with our uh, viewership of this show. So, guys, thank you all for tuning in. As always, we greatly appreciate the support. Uh, Kofi Jean, Merry Christmas to you, too. And we got some Florida in the house as well. I'll be headed to Florida later this week for Christmas. Uh, my parents living in Sarasota. Um, so if you live near that area, say hello, Ohio, Delaware, California. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, everybody. All right, we're going to roll right on back into it um, with updates from the Cary Lake trial uh, or the hearing that's going on today. And Frankie, let's hit it here. All righty. We are on in five. And we have breaking news. Breaking. 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 In breaking. Five, breaking. Four, three, two, one. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here. We have breaking news here on Mike Crispy Unafraid. Breaking news coming out right now. Five seconds ago, a judge has ruled that Carrie Lake has the right to inspect ballots in her lawsuit. Um, so, guys, Carrie Lake um, right now as far as I have seen, uh, continues um, to have success. Um, this hearing right now that is going on, I don't know if the hearing is still going on, but guys, Carrie Lake right now, um, they're going for a toss-out of the case. Um, we're going to see if we can pull that up here, this election hearing, see if it's still going on, see if it's over. Um, the hearing right now, let's see if we can get an update here at the bottom. Um, let's see here, Carrie Lake. I'm looking for live updates as we're talking, guys. Um, Carrie Lake is calling for the imprisonment of election officials. Uh, do we have anything here on Twitter, Frankie? Let's see here. I'm looking I'm right now. Guys, I'm guys we're, we're live right now, and I'm looking for Carrie Lake updates. Because, guys, Carrie Lake was having a hearing this morning. The breaking news, they were having a hearing right now trying to get her tossed out, basically saying that uh, Carrie Lake, um, that, her, that, her tr that her hearing, that it had no standing in this suit. So I'm looking right now on the Internet, and... Um, I'm not, it's looking good. It's looking good right now. I'm not seeing anything that the judge shot it down. I'm going to look on Truth Social right now. Um, let's see if we got anything, and then we'll roll right, right into what they're doing to Carrie Lake and her and her suit. So let's see here. Carrie Lake. Anything with Carrie Lake? Any truths with Carrie Lake here, guys? I'm live looking for it here. Um, no updates, so I think that right now we are in good shape here where Carrie Lake is having her suit. Guys, Carrie Lake is a massive lawsuit that is coming up. Um, very, very important. This is the most ironclad suit that we have seen in quite some time. Now, the other side is trying to get it dismissed and thrown out. Guys, this is such a strong lawsuit right now. This lawsuit is tighter and more ironclad. And listen, obviously they stole the election from Trump in the year 2020. But guys, Carrie Lake's suit is airtight. 
There's obvious evidence. It's a finite amount of ballots. It's one county. It's direct and egregious evidence. Listen to, uh, this is Tom Renz, who's a well-known lawyer on InfoWars. Talk about Kerry Lake's case. Roll it, Frankie. It was filed, to my mind, the most credible and strongest lawsuit that's been filed in the history of law election lawsuits. This suit is rock solid. And really what's on trial here is the credibility of the courts, okay? This case is good. The Arizona law is rock solid and super clear. When you interpret law, you start with the text of the legislation, and it's very clear that she's got standing, she's got allegations of injury, she's got everything she needs to move forward with this challenge. So we should, if there's any real justice here, have a full access to discovery. Why does that re relate to COVID? Why is that so important? Well, let me explain to you. See, if you've got someone like Carrie Lake in there, much like Ron DeSantis, she's a disrupting factor in this. You only need one instance of truth that people see before fraud starts falling down everywhere. This case is so strong that I'm gonna go on record and say that it's my opinion that if this case, if this challenge doesn't move forward, into a full investigation, I, I don't, as a lawyer, know that I could file an election case to challenge anything else because I don't think you could have better evidence and better information. So, you know, to my mind, this case is going to be one of the most determinative cases in terms of election outcomes in American history. All right. So, guys, uh, we the the official update from the hearing, as I heard, the hearing ended. The judge did not make a ruling right then and there. Uh, the judge said he will issue a ruling soon. Um, so right now we do not have an update, but as of right now, the case is going forward as of right now. And guys, a judge did rule that Carrie Lake had the right to inspect ballots. We broke that here at the beginning of the segment. And, uh, we have, we have the story here, guys, inspecting ballots. What does that mean? Uh, we have another clip here regarding that. Frankie, we got this about the ballot inspection. So Carrie Lake is going after Maricopa. It's a finite amount of ballots that's unaccounted for. She filed to inspect all the ballots. The judge ruled that she could inspect certain randomized ballots. I don't know who's going to be picking that from the pool. So let's roll this report here. Carrie Lake having the right to inspect ballots. I believe this dropped late last week over the weekend. Roll, Frankie. ...to make its way through our court system. A judge says former Republican candidate Carrie Lake, who lost the election, has the right to inspect some of the ballots. She is allowed to look at a sample of a total of 150 ballots. Now, this includes 50 randomly selected ballot-on-demand printed ballots cast on Election Day and 50 randomly selected printed ballots which were marked spoiled on Election Day. Lake can choose the six vote centers where those ballots came from. She can also inspect 50 randomly selected early ballots and choose the batch of results those come from. But a judge denied Lake's request to copy and photograph ballots. The inspection is set to begin Tuesday morning. Okay. So the inspection is set to begin Tuesday morning. And guys, the case is going to occur this week. There's going to be this week. There's going to be the case where Carrie Lake is challenging. And guys, this is, this is like I said, airtight case, obvious Maricopa County. There are obvious things here. Could the results flip the election? Obviously, they look at that as a standard. And the answer is yes, because Carrie Lake lost. They say lost. She did not lose by 17,000 votes. We saw what they did during the election, okay, to stifle the in-person turnout. It's incredible. It's just so obvious, okay? Think about it like this. So Republicans, they're saying vote in person on election day, vote in person on election day. So what do Democrats do? The depths at which they sink, they know no depths. What do they do? They muck up the in-person voting. If you just jack up the machines and you're not able to do the ballots and you got box three, you got massive lines because you create chaos because the machines are all jacked up. There's long lines. People get disenfranchised. They go home. Oh, you can't account for ballots because people are casting their ballots. It's getting thrown in random places. Nobody can account for it. They still haven't accounted for it. Clearly, Kerry Lake 
is the rightful winner. Clearly, at the best, Carrie Lake has the votes to be the governor. And at the worst, Katie Hobbs intentionally, because you can't intentionally jack it up the way that Car- the way that Katie Hobbs jacked it up. That is what Carrie Lake's lawyer argued today. And what I'm reading on Twitter from local Arizona reporters is they said Carrie Lake's lawyer did a better job than Mark Fincham's lawyer. This is just what I'm reading uh, as it pertains to arguing the case. So as it stands right now, uh, Carrie Lake's lawyer was saying, hey, all these things that happened on election day could not have been possible. The negligence and the malfeasance could not have been possible. They say, oh, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. They say this. Oh, it wasn't a perfect election is what they say, Maricopa. It wasn't a perfect election, but it was darn damn well close. That's what they say. Let me let me ask this. How can we have damn close? Elections are black and white. You either vote for Lake or you vote for Hobbs. How could it, there be any discrepancies? But there are massive discrepancies, and they are enough to turn the election. This is Dinesh D'Souza talking about it. He does a great job breaking it down. Frankie, roll it. Courts look at these election suits. The first thing they apply is, and I think I I mentioned this on the podcast before, the so-called but-for rule. But for this alleged fraud, would the election have come out differently? And Kerry Lake goes, yeah, this is more than enough of a margin to throw the result of the election into doubt. And essentially, the remedy that Kerry Lake is seeking is either declare me the actual winner or have another election, one or the other. Now, this is always an uphill battle. Courts are generally a little reluctant to offer this kind of a remedy. They have done it before. I mentioned the 2018 North Carolina election where not the court, but an election board ordered a new a new election. So what's happening here is that is that Maricopa County uh, declared on Election Day, uh, which is November 9, 2022, that it had a um, that it had scanned 275,000 ballots. And these are the mail-in votes. So this was the given number of mail-in votes. And Arizona law, by the way, requires you to specify what are the number of mail-in votes by Election Day. And then, says Kerry Lake, the next day, Maricopa County election official Celia Neighbor contacts the county's contractor, a group called Runbeck Election Services, and tells the company it has scanned 298,000 uh, How is this ballots. normal? So, how is this normal? The exact how, margin of error. Guys, what, the exact margin of error. How is this normal? This is absurd. Oh, it was close enough. That's what the Maricopa guy said. The, the, the Maricopa people who were funding and, and running super PACs against Kerry Lake. Only in America. I Only in America now we are running elections that are third world. This is what they do in Ghana and in Africa and the Congo, where the opposition party ran the election. <laughs> it's like, guys, is this any different than Africa? Like, like the Supreme Leader, oh, we ran the election. Yes, the Supreme Leader got 95% of the vote. Yeah, because the people running the election work for the Supreme Leader. And if it didn't go their way, they chopped their heads off. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So this is the latest again, coming out. This is what we're reading over the weekend. Uh, Frankie, pops on the screen. Top Maricopa election officials couldn't reconcile a 15,000 discrepancy in outstanding votes, internal emails. Unable to reconcile SOS listing, Secretary of State listing with our estimates from yesterday, Richard wrote, showing that Maricopa County estimated having 392,000 ballots left to be counted, while the Secretary of State's website said there were 407,000 ballots left. So there's a 15,000 vote discrepancy somewhere. Although the discrepancy cited was closer to 16,000, the recorder's office did not provide comment on the ballot discrepancy by the publication deadline. 
So guys, this is ridiculous what's going on right now. This is truly disgraceful. So we're going to follow this case. We're going to keep seeing what's going on. But Kerry Lake has an ironclad case. The margin of error is there. You just saw what Dinesh D'Souza said. You see the 15,000 votes outstanding. You see the obvious negligence and the obvious uh, uh, sabotage mission in Maricopa County where 65% of the people are voting uh, in the state, voting in that county. You see it. It's obvious. The case is there. I'll end with this. If Kerry Lake wins, it shows that the system will hold. If Kerry Lake cannot win this case, it shows that the judicial system is lost because this case is a no-brainer. And I never want to say I never want to say it like that, but it's so obviously true. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back more to wrap up the show. Do not go anywhere. Wow. Love wow, it. guys, it really they throw guys, out that case. A, this is the Congo here. This is the supreme leader of Nigeria. Oh, my people love me. You know, my people, they love me. It's like, guys, it's so absurd and ridiculous. Carrie Lake won the election 100%. It's such a shame. Guys, do me a favor and rumble this video. We're going to keep telling you the truth here on my Chris Benefrey. We are just getting started. We really are. Guys, I need your help here. Rumble this video. Help keep this show on top of the leaderboard. Additionally, additionally, guys, follow us on all social media platforms. That's Truth Social at Crispy. That's Getter at My Crispy. That's Instagram at My Crispy NJ. And my new favorite, Twitter at My Crispy NJ. Follow me on all those platforms. And you will never miss an update. I've been on fire on Twitter lately because it's finally on Shadow Band. Um, so follow me on Twitter. Follow us on these platforms. And guys, we got a great week of stuff for you. Line it up. And as the holidays are coming, guys, um, my pillow, right? It's Christmas week. You want a great product. You want fast shipping made in the USA. The right products, right time. It's Christmas season. What better way than by going to mypillow.com right now or mystore.com and using promo code CRISPY when you shop for the holidays. Guys, you can even get this incredible America flag travel pillow. This is what I use. I'm traveling all over the world to fight and defeat the globalists. Guys, mypillow.com, promo code CRISPY. They have incredible products, not just pillows, Giza Dream Sheets, dog beds, Slippers, you name it, and at mystore.com, amazing products for the household, all different things made by American entrepreneurs. So, guys, support the great Mike Lindale. He's an incredible patriot. His RNC letter was incredible. Support him. Go to mypillow.com and support the show and use promo code CRISPY, and you will get massive big savings this holiday season. And the great Mike Lindell is back on Twitter. How cool is that? So, Mike Lindell's back on Twitter. We love that. So, guys, go to MyPillow.com. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show and rumbling this show and sharing this show on all your social media. One more call, guys, as we're having great viewership holding steady. We always love it when the viewership holds steady. One more call to rumble this video. Okay, we got to get to over 400 by the end of the show. We are almost there. So, I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. If you like what we're doing here in the show, if you like what we're pointing about Kerry Lake, Kevin McCarthy's malfeasance, the RNC thing, guys, if you like it, Rumble the video, so easy, okay? It's the plus sign on the browser, right under the stream. It's the thumbs up on your mobile app, if you're watching on the mobile app. If you're watching after the stream, you can still rumble it. Guys, click it, rumble it, help keep us on the leaderboard, get us over 400, and we will continue to keep bringing you this incredible, unafraid content. All right, let's roll back into it, Frankie. All right, and we are on in. Five, four, three, two. One. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Mike Crispy here coming to you live from New York on this amazing Christmas week. 
December 19th. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, I am so grateful for your support of the show. I am thankful for everybody who tunes in every single day. And as you are traveling around the holidays, guys, do not miss an episode because we got Kerry Lake's hearing and coming up this week in Arizona. We got the RNC race heating up, the speaker race in McCarthy being a putrid slime ball. We got inside sources on the ground everywhere. We're giving it to you. Guys, do not miss a minute of Mike Crispy Unafraid. Do not miss a minute. Go on your phones right now. If you got an iPhone, pop in the podcast app and pop in Mike Crispy Unafraid. Hit the plus sign in the top right-hand corner. You are subscribed. Boom. Leave a five-star rating if you can. If you don't have an iPhone, Spotify. Go on Spotify. Pop in Mike Crispy Unafraid. Hit the follow button. Boom. You're subscribed. Right after we're done on Rumble, we we put the stream, we put the podcast there. Never miss an episode of the podcast. And we have been on the Apple Podcast charts as one of the top 150 most popular political podcasts and news commentary. So guys, keep getting us up those charts as well. If you love us on this channel, if you love us on Rumble, maybe you're thinking, I just watch my Crispy on Rumble. Guys, do me a favor and do it on podcast as well. Because we are making huge power moves in 2023. This show is about to explode with this network, doing huge things, new things coming. Producer Frankie and I are excited to give it to you. So guys, do your part. Help us out. It's free. It's easy. And all you have to do is download and subscribe to the podcast and always rumble this video and always subscribe to this rumble channel. Guys, we're going to wrap up the show on a lighter note here today. And this actually came to me from producer Frankie. You sent this to me over the weekend. Producer Frankie's always working. And um, it really is amazing, guys, because you guys know Stanford University, a once respected institution, right? Stanford University. Do we like Stanford University? Guys, Stanford University used to stand for something. It used to be a place that really intelligent people got educated. Most of these universities were back when I went to school. I didn't go to school that long ago. I graduated college in 2015. I'm dating myself here. (laughs) But guys, universities have turned into an utter joke because they are spending time and the endowment money and the tuition money that is outpatient inflation by like a 300 X. They are spending it on rolling out programs like this guys. Stanford has rolled out the elimination of harmful language initiative. The elimination of harmful language initiative is a multi-phase multi-year project to address harmful language used in it in Stanford, just it because it's written there. So guys, here's what they're doing at Stanford. It is truly amazing. These are things that are now considered discriminatory by Stanford's standards. We're going to read some of this to you. They are telling you words and phrases that are used and telling you what to replace it with. So here we go. Here we go. This is in the spirit of John Fetterman. If you use the term stand-up meeting, please consider changing it to quick meeting. It is ableist language that trivializes people who are able to stand up. If you use the term American... Please change it to U.S. citizen. This term only refers to people from the United States only. Therefore, insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in America. It's actually made up of 42 countries. Yes, how dare you? It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's North America. It's amazing. If you use the term you guys, hey, you guys, hey, guys, great to see you, you guys. Great to see you. Do not use that. It is discriminatory. You must now change it to folks. People, folks is Joe Biden's term, little wink and nod there to the, to the commander, uh, uh, to the imperial leader. Brave is my favorite. It, oh, we're going to do that one. We're going to do that right after. Lumped into groups of people using masculine language and or into gender binary groups, which do not include everyone. Do not say you guys. That is discriminatory. The greatest education institution in the world has spent their money and their time to figure that out. What was the one, Frankie, that you want to do? Brave. <laughs> okay, brave. Do not use the term brave anymore by the stand by the standard of Stanford. They don't even have like a, an alternate for that one that just says none. Do not, do not use. <laughs> 
Don't use brave. <laughs> the term perpetuates the stereotype of noble, courageous, savage, equating the indigenous male as being less than a man. <laughs> what does that mean? I can't believe it. <laughs> That's amazing. There's a Disney hey, movie called Brave. Guys, what, that's yeah, incredible. They get a pass because they're pedophiles, so they can say whatever they want. True. Right, all the pedophiles. Guys, this is the reality. This is our education uh, institutions right now, guys. This is America. This is this is what they call you, educate guys. All the people who are in Stanford right now learning this shit. Those are the people who are going to graduate and run companies and run industry and go work at the banks and go work in finance and they're going to preside over our Federal Reserve and our inflation rates. And all this. What a despicable joke, guys. What a despicable joke. What a despicable joke all this is, but you got to have some sources that break it down and point out this absurdity because, guys, the last line of defense we have in this country is America first, bold and unafraid, unchained news. That's exactly what we are. We're not Newsmax trying to pick a fight with Tucker. We're not Fox News simping a Kevin McCarthy. We are Mike Crispy unafraid, and we are truly unafraid. That's the standard that you guys need and deserve, and somebody's got to step in and fill the void and be absolutely absolutely based. That's what we're trying to do here on this network. So guys, I appreciate everybody's support of the show. Do me a favor and rumble this video on the way out. If you're watching live or if you are watching on delay, if you're listening to the podcast, five-star review and please subscribe. Guys, follow us on all social medias. Our growth is powered by you because we are truly doing this for you guys because we got a country to save and we are just getting started. It's great to be here on this Christmas week on this Monday. We will be back live tomorrow.